0: 4357. Once again, everybody, thanks for listening to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, as always, want to give a shout out to our sponsors that help us bring the show to you for free each and every week. Firstly, thanks to Angelo's Pizza. They're feeding us here as they always do while we record. And they, of course, bring pizza to you at our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try more of their pizza or anything else on their menu, it's all delicious. Head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. And thanks to Smart Mark Video, they record all of our live events. And if you want to relive any of those or watch them for the first time, you can purchase that on DVD or digital download from SmartMarkVideo.com. And additionally, head to Powerbomb.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE, and you will get a 20-day trial for free. And then stick around and just keep watching the shows that we put out there from the AIW archives. And as always, thanks to Jack Prince, who helps take care of all of our printing and graphic design needs. They can do all of that and more for you, whether it be banners, T-shirts, business cards, flyers, everything and anything. For all that they have to offer, head to jackprince.com.
1: J-A-K-Prince.com.
0: That's right. And that voice that you just heard, is none other than our special guest this week, Eddie Kingston.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? And,
0: and of course, as always, joined on the show by AIW owner John Thorne. The boss. Uh, yes, the boss. My Fucking name right. is Steve Guy. I'm your moderator of sorts. He's the
1: moderator and the ring announcer. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm also that. It turns of sorts. Out. Of ring sorts, announcer of sorts. Huh? Sometimes Pedro fills in or comes back. No, I feel like I'm the filling. I'm still the filling.
1: I ain't about that Pedro life. Still the
0: fillin. filling. Um, so on this episode, I guess this is—I
1: uh, don't know—episode one twenty-three. I don't know what episode
2: number.
0: Yeah, is. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure that that's the number. But this is—is is this an Eddie Kingston origins? I don't know how to describe this
1: origins. I don't know. All I know is I You've, miss Duke. I miss Worldwide. I miss uh, Dom. Like, I miss uh, you. Uh, want all, Dr. all these people? Dan, yeah. Let's talk
3: about your love for the for. Uh, Worldwide first. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Such, uh,
1: worldwide is such a character.
3: Like, like in real life though, like real, not real, life, no, real life, not, not wrestling. Not the yeah. ring.
1: Real life, he's such a character. Like he walks everywhere weird. He does everything weird. You know what I mean? We got mad noise in the background right now, but we ain't gonna talk about that. But all I'm saying is like worldwide is that dude. He's just a weird guy, but in a good way.
0: Well, you're <laughs>
1: quiet. <laughs> We're recording.
0: Yeah, he is. He is. It's it's funny because the team name is Weird World because of Weird Body. But then you look at Worldwide, where you hang out with Worldwide, and you're like,
2: ah, uh,
0: that's pretty weird, weird, weird. All guy. on your own.
3: That's a weird guy. Yeah, but
1: yeah like, Worldwide. How's weird a weird guy. Body's also a weird dude too. But like, he he's is. cool in that way. But, all right. What about like they're unique?
0: Wait. What about how about? uh So a lot of people don't know right. this. Uh, Absolution Weekend You pretty much spent the entire weekend with me Yes In my apartment And one of the nights This uh, goes along with your love for Worldwide We go out with Worldwide At Now That's Class Home of WrestleRager 2 uh,
1: That's every- where Samman was right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Tell everybody about our experience that night because we roll up there and Wardworth's like uh there's uh two different music things happening here tonight. Yeah, he
1: goes, Uh, uh I quit smoking as he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and then he goes, Oh, uh, there's two different music things going on. We're like, All right, cool. He's like, Upstairs is metal, downstairs is uh 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 like some type of techno. I'm like, Alright, cool, bet. We walk in, me and uh Steven guy walk in <laughs> We get a drink and all we hear is <laughs> we're like, all right, this is so this is the middle part. Yeah. I'm like, yo, where's the techno whatever? He's like, oh, it's downstairs. So we walk downstairs and we walk into a dungeon. It's all fog. It's all fog. It's mad dark. We look for a place to sit. We sit down and where we're, where are we sitting on a volt like what is a Volkswagen not it, of a, a minivan it's van. like a
0: Volkswagen minivan back, seat back that they seat. take out of the van yeah they the, put they, it back they took it out it's you not see? a couch it's supposed no. to be a couch
1: you can see the screws still in it <laughs> and like we're sitting there and then over here is. Two, two, two. <laughs> then we go back upstairs six, 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 six. And I'm like, well, this is worldwide and I enjoy it But he knew the bartender And he was like, yeah. oh, hey, you
0: guys uh, you guys want a drink? And we're like, oh, sure, yeah And we order like a drink And we get back and it's like this pint glass That's three quarters away full of liquor
1: Oh, it, like, yeah, like if I ordered Hennessy and OJ yeah. It was... Mostly Hennessy And a Ooh. splash of orange Yonkers
3: Eddie That's Yonkers Eddie That's
1: Yonkers Eddie yo, That's Yonkers the Eddie stuff
3: right there So let's get into uh, Yonkers Eddie Orlando Eddie Let's get yo, to the heart of the an matter.
1: Same, same person Let's yo, get to gear
3: yeah. Eddie Basketball shorts yeah. Eddie Four four
1: different Eddies That's what that's You guys made that up There are four Eddies No I think there's I think there's a little
3: truth to it
1: No yeah. don't make me wake up On Swaggle right now so I think uh, You know I
3: think Basketball shorts Eddie Is a little lazy <laughs> Would basketball shorts
1: Eddie be Orlando Eddie? Is that fair? No, it's not it's the same person. <laughs> How do you view it? I view that y'all are messed up. It's the same person. Yeah, I think when y'all you made this, all the same, in your own he says,
3: I think when you put the gear on, you take a little bit more pride in your work. You put a better performance together. You no, feel like a yeah, wrestler.
2: You don't. You I don't feel wear... like.
3: I feel like when you put the basketball shorts on, you're just like, meh. You know. uh, I got to wake up early in the morning, you know? I, I just don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like doing
0: too nah, much. I,
1: mean, I call that my homicide look.
3: Yeah, that's you don't wear name.
0: the bandana. You wear the bandana when you're gear ready. You don't wear bandana when you're basketball shorts. Yeah, because short he's, so, he's,
3: he's so fucking lazy when he has the basketball shorts on, he
1: can't even tie a bandana. That's false. I've worn it before. That's false. That's false? That's false, yeah, yeah. Yeah? When you look back at when I wrestled Ethan Page when I was managed by Duke, at one of the That's your other boy. I like Duke, but it was that Absolution, yeah, uh, the, only the one. one The one where Vader was at, where he beat up. Oh, Vader, Absolution yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. I wore a bandana there. I wore a bandana the other night when I wrestled Martin Stone, and I was in the basketball shorts. Stop you're playing. like, Stop well,
3: okay, so tell this story. What did people say, oh, shit, it's basketball shorts, Eddie?
1: Yeah, so I look on Twitter after, <laughs> after, after the show's done, and I'm driving up here from Atlanta, I'm looking at Jordan and it's like, uh oh. Eddie case. <laughs> One person goes, Uh oh, this must be Orlando Eddie because he's wearing basketball shorts. Next person goes, Uh oh, Eddie's wearing basketball shorts. Doesn't look good for Orlando wrestling <laughs> entertainment. I was like, yo
3: I love John that. That Thorne,
1: like- rest in peace, Biggins. Y'all got to everybody. You guys are wrong. <laughs>
3: I think there's a little bit of.
1: uh Me truth and Martin Stone tore it up. <coughs> All I'm saying is, what, what what's the name of the show tomorrow?
3: Tomorrow, yeah. Rulers of the world, rulers of the world.
0: Right? All right,
1: so I rulers of the world. I'm wearing my basketball shorts. Fuck oh, oh man, you
0: better no, not. You hear, you heard it here last. you I am. You already watched the show. I am.
1: And the reason why I am is because I'm gonna beat I'm gonna beat the piss out of Tracy Williams with the basketball shorts on. Oh, but by the time this show comes you out. What's up. But, but the worst comes get out it people on will demand that AIW.com slash video. demand and Small market Video and PowerbombTV.com or no? Yeah, I don't
0: that think you got be any on of those right. Well. But that's fine.
1: It's something like that.
3: <laughs> I want the fucking cloak and the fucking. Dagger. Uh, you know, the cloak, the ring cloak that, was that like you a wear. sweet movie. Remember that movie? <laughs> cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger. It's also a
1: good comic. Yeah.
3: That's what I want. Yeah, I want, I want the cloak. I want the fucking pants. I want the singlet top. You almost. It's like, an extra 50. You're like Tracy McGrady of wrestling.
0: Tracy McGrady? You, yeah. You roll to Orlando, get a little
1: lazy, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I can just roll off on this.
3: Sports <laughs> reference, I don't get
1: <laughs> I'm going to talk about our love for New Girl. <laughs>
3: Oh, no, John right. Doerr doesn't, watch New, Girl.
0: He's he doesn't not gonna, watch New
1: Girl. All right. All right
3: is, you're gonna, I, a, you're gonna kill s- your gimmick even further. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, yo, let someone say <laughs> something Wait. dumb about New Girl. Say I won't punch you in the mouth. But let me say this. Say say I won't. Say I all won't. Right, let's huh? let's briefly Yonkers, man. Why you home of the brave? Say I won't.
3: Yakus, Joey De Chanel. Why you home of the <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let me briefly get into this. The locks, DMX,
0: what up, man? Because
3: Zoe, Zoe,
0: I always say this Thorne has one of my favorite Dang. quotes. Uh, Thorne, Thorne, and I are sitting there, and we're like having chicken wings and. Fingers, I would never
3: be having chicken wings.
0: Uh, chicken fingers, chicken fingers. Uh, my and my, my apologies. Sticks.
3: I don't eat anything with a bone in it.
0: My apologies, and we're uh, we're or si- sauce. We're sitting there. And we're it's having true. a conversation, and he's trying to like give somebody advice. And He's like, It's just wrestling, like, you can't make like people. I don't even know how you explain wrestling, only in wrestling. Eddie Kingston and Steve Guy, best friends. How do you explain that? Wrestling, that's it. There's no other way
1: to explain <laughs> it's it. It's true, though, because like, like without oh, yeah. wrestling, like, how would we have ever met? You
3: see that how he just snuck in that putting himself over though, a little bit, saying yeah, but he's your best friend. That.
1: That's everyone not what I was trying that. to do. At least he's not like <laughs> puts himself in the oh. am <laughs> <playing. I'm- laughs>
3: Name redacted.
1: Yep. Name. They're gonna bleep that out. Eat some of my Mexican
0: pizza. I'm not eating
1: that Taco Bell Uh, pizza. That looks gross.
3: Oh, oh, cause it's Mexican, you're Puerto Rican. All right, so let's talk about Eddie Kingston. Uh, you know, let's let's just go down memory lane. You know, fucking, where does where does Eddie Kingston start? Where does he come from?
1: Yeah, yeah. Someone's really snoring really bad over there. Hold on.
3: He's only three feet tall. (laughs) He's only.
2: (laughs)
1: God bless his heart. He's wearing an American flag. (laughs)
3: like he's sleeping in an American flag <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's I know that him. this is an audio podcast folks but let I me I wish
1: I wish someone would take yeah. a picture let going, me and let me take picture someone take a picture and put this up we're trying to we're the trying the day to, this comes so so out someone's going to paint
3: the picture we're trying to uh, we're trying to record a serious podcast and paint uh, the
1: picture for the people
3: for, formerly known as hornswoggle is sleeping on the floor uh, surrounded by taco taco bell wrappers wrapped in, in an american flag <laughs> sleeping there's cool ranch doritos and cool ranch doritos
1: i'm taking a picture i'm taking a picture
3: and uh you, you know th- this i
1: mean know when
3: to put this up though it's very it's very distracting to eddie kingston as we're trying to <laughs> yeah cuz he's we're trying to go down, pretty loud we're trying to go down uh, memory lane here and uh you know formerly known as uh, that's, hornswoggle That's the wrong way <coughs> is uh <laughs> it, is snoring up a storm here wrapped in an american flag more like snort swoggle. That's uh, not horn. That's a, I don't know. that's a Steve guy joke. I got we nothing. all know. Him I though. got nothing.
1: That's something
3: that. Yeah, I don't have such a... That's a dad joke. Yeah. I, all right, I'm so Eddie Kingston, let's get to the heart of the matter. Memory lane. Memory lane. All
1: right, so uh, <laughs> where I started, I started. uh...
3: Well, no, like what you know. Let's talk about the wrestling that you love and why you know what I mean. Like
1: okay, who- I was a hyper kid growing up, and my mother used to tell me the only way. When we grew up in the Bronx in University Ave, the only way to keep me, like, not hyper and, like, sitting down and shutting up was when she put on wrestling. So my mom would put on any wrestling. She didn't care what kind. It was just whatever it was. So, like, I used to see, like, Memphis wrestling because she would buy, like, the VHS. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, in fairness, too, like, you're in New York, which is a huge market. So you're getting a lot of stuff. Like Thorn and I are here in Cleveland. We're not getting a lot. Well, of where where
1: where I grew up in the Bronx, yeah, I remember. I'm dating myself. Cable wasn't hot. Yeah. At that time, there was no RAW. You know what I mean? There was only right. TBS, and the only time we got NWA, which I thought was super real at the time, because they bled. That everywhere. was the real
3: wrestling, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And the only time we got that was during the winter, like from September to January. Based because, on
3: how the antenna was pointing?
1: No, because my father would get illegal cable just to see inside the NFL on HBO. So that's why we would get NWA. So I missed like, the summers of NWA all the time.
3: My parents had one of those uh, cable boxes back in the day.
1: Oh, the hot box? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. They got served some kind of federal subpoena, though.
1: But yeah. <laughs> but, like, we laugh about it now. But, like, that's what... Made me love wrestling, man. It's always kept my attention. Like, what, but
3: like, specifically, you mentioned the NWA. Like, what was, like, speaking to you at that time?
1: Oh, at that time, originally, it was like for WWF, it was Ted DiBiase, it was Macho Man, uh, everyone loved Hogan, you know, Ricky Steamboat. You see, these are shocking
3: guys, honestly. Like, these are guys that I would not think. No, yeah, but, like, yeah, these you look are the
1: guys you, off the top of my head that I remember as a kid being like, these are wrestlers. But these. even
3: still, like, people talk about Eddie Kingston,
0: and you're like, Macho Man, Ricky Steamboat, Hulk Hogan, and everybody's like, Eddie
1: Kingston, Hulk
0: well, Hogan, like, Macho no, Man. No, no,
1: but those were the guys you kind of gravitated to. And then when it came to NWA, it was like Dusty Rhodes, Flair, Tully Blanchard. You know what I mean Tully Blanchard Blanchard Magnum (laughs) TA Like You know what I mean Rock and Roll Express See Magnum TA
3: Now that's a guy Where I go Yeah this is an Eddie Kingston
0: Yeah even a little bit Like As crazy as it is Even a little bit of like Dusty Because of that That he's like So blue collar
1: Well I remember As a kid Dusty Rose cut that Famous promo Where he said Put your uh, Hand against the screen I put my hand Against the screen As a kid and i was like oh he's going to win the title cuz
3: cuz you you gave him that power yeah. yeah
1: so like that like dusty was so good at emotion no matter where you were or who you were he was able to emotionally grab you you know what i mean black white yellow green it didn't matter dusty was able to grab you Emotionally by the throat And drag you with him So like fast forward to like the teen years which is Oh I was done I was done with wrestling I, <clears throat> I was such a Bret Hart fan That when Bret lost to Shawn Lost as a
3: quotation Are you saying like the Iron Man man?
1: Yes at Wrestlemania 12 I was like yo I'm done with wrestling Cause in my head it was like yo Bret's a legit shooter He was raised in the dungeon Like Stu Hart beat him up for years Like there's no, no way, way he could lose. There's no way Shawn Michaels should win. You weren't buying into
0: uh, what the hell is the name of the guy in Sean's Jose Lothario? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> like, nah, Jose ain't better than Stu. You know, <laughs> that's what I was believing.
3: So what brings you back in though? After that brings
1: me back is uh, I'm hanging out at a friend's house because with- I'm not like, like I got out
3: for a brief amount of time right around the same honestly, era. Well,
1: because we were about around the same age and we were becoming teenagers at that time. So we were kinda done with Doink. Yeah. And no offense, but we everything were was done very with comic the, book We asked. were done not yeah. comic book either. It was very cartoonish. Cars, I mean, yeah, that's better. It was cartoonish. very
3: like um it was almost like believing in Santa Claus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, like uh, once you hit a certain age, you just you weren't supposed to watch wrestling anymore. Right. We
1: started becoming disenfranchised with it. And then you kind of look at WCW and like, I remember watching TBS at 605 for Saturday night and for main event, you know what I mean? But they were also trying to be cartoonish to compete with Vince. So you were kind of like, you were disenfranchised with that. You were like, ah, this too. So there was really nowhere to go. And then uh, I remember a friend of mine was like, yo, you like wrestling, right? We're over at his house. And I'm not trying to indict myself, but we were just chilling. And uh, I was like, no, I don't like it anymore. You know, whatever. That was a kid thing. And he was like, yo, B, for real. You got to see this thing. My friend gave it to me. He's like, yo, it's called ECW. The stuff's out in Philly. You got to see it. I was like, all right, man, whatever. Put it on. Wasn't really paying attention. But I remember seeing Raven. Shane Douglas, Tommy Dreamer, which was uh, later became a big influence because he's from, he's from around the same area in Yonkers. Yeah, and then um, wow, I think Garson got a sleep. I think, sleep at me <laughs> I think yeah. he needs that mess. He's about Eddie Kingston. He's talking about, and him. Yeah, you know about sleep me and my sweet uh, yeah This dude over here. He just like
3: swallowed himself.
1: Yeah, swallowed off four foot three of himself. At least
3: he dies. He's gonna be. He's gonna die wrapped in an American flag.
0: (laughs) That's the dream. We won't won't have to get one like a soldier. That's the dream. Like a soldier. That's the. That's the dream. A great soldier for Vince.
1: (laughs) Anyway, Vince's son. Um, Can to ask him about that? So then, uh, come on, man, stop snoring. So. We just kick him in the stomach. But anyway, uh he put on ECW and I saw all these guys, like the gangsters. I remember like the, realistic, guys. Yes, yeah. Yes, guys I kinda real. would see out in the street or guys I would see at a bar. Right, especially
0: like Yonkers.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or not even Yonkers, just, just in the Bronx. In the area. New yeah, York,
0: yeah.
1: Just New York in general, you would see these dudes. And like I remember just seeing it was Gangsters Paradise, and I remember seeing I think it was the gangsters and someone else. I forgot who it was. I apologize. Against the Public Enemy, it was probably the gangsters and Scorpio. I think. I, and I'm again, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Against Mikey Whipwreck and Public Enemy, and that was a cage match. And I remember watching that, just being like blown away.
3: Was John Cronus in that?
1: No, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but... I'm just name. throwing a name out. I don't remember. John Cronus for a big dude doing that Muda gimmick in the corner and then hitting a 450. Like, uh,
3: yeah, dude. it was
1: just... Cronus was just as sweet with that 450. So, Scorpio.
3: so I was done with wrestling, and Matt Wadsworth told me about ECW.
1: Oh, Wadsworth. And uh,
3: I saw some stuff, and then I remember it was, like, in the back of my head, and I was flipping through the channels, and I saw... Sports Channel and New and New Jack comes out like this must be when the gangsters break up or whatever. I I remember it like he comes out with a legit kitchen sink yes and he starts beating up the Dudleys and I was like man this is awesome you know just because I like if you think about it now like so advanced in wrestling it is not awesome but like at that time when you're not seeing like this like. Even like it was such like minor violence, but it was just like it spoke to like it was so
1: different. It spoke, spoke to, to like our teenage, generation. Yeah. like teenage
3: kids. Like, I don't know. And it I was spoke like to our generation
1: that. that only didn't wasn't able to experience like UWF on Memphis Live, right? It you was know just what I mean? a different,
3: it was something that was not ever presented. It was violent,
1: man. It was violent. There was blood realistic guys like you believed raven so does that just pull you totally back in sucks me in and i remember seeing steve austin and being a fan of steve austin and still to this day i believe it was class of champions it was austin and pillman versus douglas and steamboat still to this day is one of my favorite matches top five american matches i've ever seen and i remember watching that and not understanding why it was a good match But just being so enthralled and invested in it, you know what I mean. Just and I wasn't pulling for anybody. It was just that I was in it.
3: It's just amazing now, like when you go back and you watch stuff that you like loved for whatever reason when you were a kid, and now you watch it through a wrestler's eyes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's different.
3: It's like it's crazy the stuff that like, like I think it's beneficial though for a lot of guys because it's like sometimes you know, uh, as kids we love stuff that was totally awful. But then you go back, you know, and you become a wrestler and you try to look at it through those wrestlers eyes. And I think it's almost beneficial to see like maybe sometimes like not being the best worker is what works. You know what I mean?
1: Well, like, I can definitely see that. But to me, it was just what got me was I understood about being emotionally invested. Yeah. In it. Like you could not be the best. Technical wrestler as I throw quotations up. Like you know what I mean? But if you were able to have the people feel you the momentum of the people. Yes. Or whatever, you know? Where did like, you
0: where did you get that? I think we talk about that all the time, whether it's in private conversation and we talk to trainees or whatever, and not to like blow smoke up your ass, but we talk about you, we talk about that all the time. We're like, well, Eddie Kingston is one of those guys that gets people emotionally invested for a decade plus you know, is it Take is it, it that up. ECW stuff that fuels that well, it, it, or? it
1: definitely started uh, with Dusty. You know what I mean? That yeah. definitely was the original guy that got me emotionally invested. And then of course as time went on, like Bret Hart you, you know, know what I mean?
3: This is gonna sound like this is gonna sound a little weird, but do you think like Coming from, you know, Yonkers, New York, New York City, like, you know, almost inner city life and, you know, you're...
1: Well, I'd like to tell people 1st if we get that going. My parents moved us out of the Bronx to Yonkers for a better living. I decided to go to the ghetto and hang out as a teenager. Because you thought it was cool. Well, because I thought I was a tough guy.
3: (laughs) But, But what I'm saying is, is like, I'm just saying like, you think New York, you think tough, you think rugged, you think... You know, you you hold everything kind of close to the chest. Yeah. Do you think, like, once you become once you become a wrestler, do you think that like your promos almost become like your psych, like you, like seeing a psychologist, like that is yeah, your, that told, is your outlet? Yeah, yeah, I've told
1: a lot of people I use a lot of my promos as therapy for what for what for what I'm going through that day, and then I try to mix it into wrestling, so it's not just a whole cry fest because there's a lot you know yeah. there's there's a
3: lot of emotion in there and like i don't think that you can i don't think you could just off the cuff a lot of the
1: stuff that you've you've said over <laughs> no, the years. you know and, and, and honestly a lot of times it's like uh i'm a manic depressive for people who don't know i take Zoloft off every day and i'm not ashamed to admit it i have a chemical imbalance all that jazz you know what i mean it is what it is i'm not perfect whatever but uh you know what I mean like I'll bring that into a promo but then mix it in the wrestling and it kind of makes me feel better about that day because you never and I never thought I can reach anybody it's just me being kind of selfish and getting it off my chest if I had a bad relationship with a chick I bring it up in a promo <laughs> and then mix it in the wrestling you know right or if for instance, if I get locked up that weekend for getting into a fight, I'll bring that up somehow in a promo, but mix it into wrestling. Because it's reality mixing into my character. And Eddie Kingston is me at 17 to 18 years old. And Because I, 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 sorry to cut you off, because I remember Austin and Rock doing interviews and saying, people being like, what's your character? And then being like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, the thing that you portray on TV. And they said, it's the side of me turned up a thousand notches. And I look at Austin as the top, in my opinion. Again, it could be debated, but Steve Austin to me was the top guy ever. No one has been better or saved the company. You know what I mean? This dude. more money. Yeah. True. Yeah. You could say, you know what I mean? You can look at the money later, stat wise, but. Again, it's another emotional thing. Without Steve Austin, they would. Uh, Steve Austin and Vince, but Steve Austin was the baby. Uh, there would be no WWE if it wasn't for Steve Austin. It he would get more it it invested more it than been, anybody else. Yeah, had. it would have been killed off. Uh-huh. Uh, Bischoff or whatever you. And Hogan and NWO, or whatever you want to call it, since it's been documented so much. I hate it that they use the term war because, you know, no one's dying. But, uh,. No one's getting shot in the face. But, you know what I mean? We could be looking at a world of WCW right now. Sure. If it wasn't for Austin. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. What about, One of the things that I find interesting is, you know, we talk about the emotional investment. But then from the wrestling side, for people who follow you on social media, they get it. But not everybody does. Like, you constantly are studying and watching stuff from Japan. Yeah. Like that's like one of your favorite things. If
1: not the favorite, uh I blame it's such
0: a contrast. So no, so uh,
3: I was like- gonna that's what I was gonna ask you. It's like where in this process of you know, you go through the NWA, you love Bret Hart, you, you discover ECW, where do you discover Japanese wrestling? It was
1: yeah. it was uh first I discover Japanese wrestling in nineteen eighty nine when the great Muda went to NWA and he was so different doing moonsaults, the face paint, the spitting of the mist.
0: And that's just because he was in NWA. Yes. Like, so you haven't discovered fo- Japan. You just discovered who was in NWA. Discovered him.
1: Yeah.
3: Jap- one Japanese
0: One
1: wrestler. Japanese yeah. guy. So that kind of was like, oh, wow. Then Masahiro Chono came in 92 to NWA slash WCW or WCW, whatever it was at that time. And I, and I dude, I remember Jim Ross. <laughs> and this, is, this tells you how important a, a good commentator is. Jim Ross made the STF seem like the most deadliest submission hold in the world. Yeah. Because Luthez, the great Luthez, taught Masahiro Chono that. So then I go get into E C W and I tell Dreamer all the time, I said I blame you and Tupac in Japanese wrestling for ruining my life. Um <laughs> but what a combo. I know, right?
0: We'll get into Tupac
1: in a second. Continue yeah, yeah, but um, because of ECW, I started tape trading, and then I found RF Video, and I found other places.
3: RF Video is what? Like, I, think, I think that was a gateway for so many
1: people. So many people, because they were the only ones who had stuff at the time, at the time. So I started just buying anything that said Japan on it, because I didn't know the difference between New Japan and Old Japan. I didn't know the difference.
3: Wrestling and romance, what about that, man?
1: Yeah, war, wrestling and war, and war, man. I didn't know anything. Michinoka Pro, FMW, I didn't know anything. So I would just buy Best of Japan 95, Best of Japan 96. You know what I mean? Just whatever was there. And if Muda and Chono were on it, you know what I mean? It was like a plus. Then I saw Kenta Kabashi, who became my wrestling god, Saw him versus Kawada, 60-minute draw. And the last time I was able to sit down and really be into a match was Brett and Sean. Mm -hmm. And then I said, oh, my God, wait, this is not New Japan. Wait, this is not this. And then I fell in love with All Japan Pro Wrestling and fell in love with the King's Road style, as they call it, or the Royal Road style. And that just caught me, and I just couldn't get enough.
0: That seems like more of, you know, like now the, I guess the the hype word would be strong style. Yeah, yeah, and so that's, that's like New that Japan. before.
1: Yeah, well, that's if I
0: name strong style.
1: Yeah, if I could break it down for you, strong style was a New Japan thing, where mm-hmm. it was more about MMA style wrestling, because yeah. at the time before UFC popped off, uh, Japan was the Mecca of mixed martial arts. Right. So, Anoki was trying to mix, in my opinion, again, this is not fact, more of an MMA style into it. Then you had old Japan who said, okay, we're going to do everything the opposite of um, New Japan. To the point where Baba said, always clean finishes. Uh, none of my wrestlers lose by submission. I think maybe one or two lost by submission over the years. He was there, you know what I mean. And you gotta remember, the King's Road style was more of a more of a southern style mixed with the Japanese style because a lot of these guys were trained by the great Dory Funk Jr.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so that's the big difference yeah. between King's Road and Strong Style. One's fully MMA kind of style. With submissions and stuff. And King's Road was more competition. Clean finishes, no submissions, more of a southern 70s you, wrestling style. Do you think
3: King's Road uh, style has kind of more false finishes or whatever down the stretch?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, they was, it was very uh, for the main events, which a lot of people forget. Because whole- I feel
3: like strong style is more no selling for the pop. To yeah. where Kings Road style is more like well, falsies it's down it's, the stretch. It's definitely
1: changed over the years. It's definitely changed over the years. But uh, Kings Road style was definitely more falsies, but also more storytelling in yeah, a sense. Yeah, yeah. In a sense, more storytelling. They were like almost like,
3: like Americanized like pro wrestling matches, yes. but yeah, way longer form compared to anything we get. Yeah, to-
1: because uh, it was more of like the falsies and the false finishes and. King's Road style was so drawn out. The match, like the matches had enough time to tell those yes. things. Yes. And I think a lot of people forget that like <laughs> when they would see Masawa and let's say Masawa and Kawada reverse moves or kick out of moves or kick out of finishers or do a new finisher, they forget that Kawada. They just see that tape or that match. Right. They forget that Kawada and Masawa wrestled 30 or 40 times before. Right. You know, so the that's, story
3: it, that's just the story building to that point to that point yeah. so
1: the story would be oh masao is trying to hit his finisher now because you know what i mean 10 matches ago it worked you know what i'm saying so that's why he's trying to do it within the first minute of the match it's just it's, i think that's probably a different story a, i telling. think
3: that's probably a problem with all of pro wrestling as a whole these days is like you know people don't people don't watch the whole journeys anymore they just want to see the
1: well it's the, also society yeah, they want to see that, that it's I'm not blaming, yes, it's you're right moment. and i'm not blaming society it's just the way things change things evolve
0: no you i mean that's a you great know? point and
1: so i don't hate anything cuz it all evolves but the generation wants instant the gratification. They want it now. They want that
3: quick YouTube video.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. That that YouTube video. Way, they man. want
3: a gift, dude. That's yeah. It. They want you a gift. A gift. And yeah. the
1: way things are nowadays, like because of social media and 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 communication, like you can get it like that. It's just a different time. It's yeah. And I don't hate it. I don't hate what's going on in wrestling. I don't. It's, just, it's not my it's not my cup of tea. I won't it's sit just there and watch it. Yeah. Like, Independence, I won't sit there and watch.
2: What's up, everybody? Alex Worldwide, Keller here to tell you all about at Thrift Story Jobber, Instagram, Etsy, eBay, etc. You know, I remember when I was a wee little Worldwide watching the ECW, I thought Tajiri was the scariest man on earth. His kicks were the most ferocious things I had ever seen in my teenage brain. That said, everyone slaps their leg way too much now, man. You all gotta calm down. Cause you're not Tajiri, and you're not this size. Double extra large t shirt, straight out of 1999. Live on TNN, we got Tajiri, the boy, in front of a Japanese flag and that ECW logo that lets you know that this is extreme. I don't know if that was. Anyone remember when uh, Tajiri uh, met Electra and he spit mist in her face and got slapped? That was fun. Minister, minister, that was good time shit. Anyway, promo code worldwide to get ten percent off your order from at thrift store jobber.
3: We've bounced around a little bit here, but like, let's. I, I thought. Oh, of course. You, where is Eddie Kingston at now? You know what I mean? Like where. Where do you stand now, wrestling wise, goal wise? You know, you're back to being a free agent. Yeah, you're back to being independent wrestling. Uh, Which yeah. is fun.
1: It's fun. I laugh and giggle. And go, yeah, but it's fun. It's fun because this is where I cut my teeth. Uh, so, you
3: know? where do you feel coming off of TNA? How did you feel about that experience, and where does?
1: super yeah. depressed and I think it was more of <laughs> I finally made it to TV and TV's Eddie Kingston yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was getting good checks and I was making good money you know and I didn't have to grind as hard anymore and then it was like should I keep doing this god I don't want to grind anymore yeah you know and then I kind of and, and we talked about this earlier. I went back and I watched old, old Japan from the 90s and I separated myself from being the worker watching it and I went back to being the fan. The 16, 17 year old fan watching it. Seeing like seeing <laughs> seeing uh, 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 Kawada beat Masawa in a, in a singles match at the Tokyo Dome for the first time in a singles match. And some Japanese kid in the audience rips off his shirt, you know what I mean, running up and down the aisle, ripping off his shirt because he was so happy that Kawada yeah. finally won, you know, the big one. And I sat there watching it, and I can tell you every spot of certain matches. You can ask uh, Santana, Drastic. You know, and Ortiz or Angel, whatever they're calling them now from LAX. Like, I remember they were over my house in Florida. Yeah. And I put on, like, five different All-Japan matches, and I broke it all down for them. E- it was
0: EYFBO or yes. whatever. Yes. They were part of Double Dare. Yes. Yeah.
1: And they came over, and I was like, watch these matches now. I was so, like, adamant. And I broke it all down, and, and uh, Homicide was there, and he was just laughing because the way I was breaking it down and being like, this is why, this is it. This is why he threw this strike. This is what, you know? Yeah. Because I was so invested in it. And I still am. But that's why I watch. You know, I watched it and I said, okay, the love's back. Let me go on Twitter and say I'm done with impact. I have no hard feelings. So I'm done with impact. Was that like a mutual thing or was it like? Yeah, contract ran up. There There was no phone call saying you're fired or you're released. It was just we have nothing for you right now. Your contract's up. Wish you the best of luck. And I wrote back and I went, all right, cool, thanks. That's it. And that's when I and I watched a couple matches. And I said, okay, time to go back. I don't know anything else. Yeah. I tell everyone, like, it's a DMX quote, but it's kind of true for me. Like, what do I want next, Thorne? Like you said, I want a good five-year run. If I don't, may I die by the gun? You know what I mean? Like, DMX quote, but it's true is this guy's
0: bringing up DMX in hip-hop I had to ask it for people who mm-hmm. who watch is like it's so funny because you're this dude you're from New York you're East yeah. Coast and we talk about these are your wrestling influences in terms of the physical style but then we talk about promos and the emotional investment of Eddie Kingston and everybody would be like oh yeah you're New York uh, you biggie
3: smalls right
0: B.I.G. Oh, yeah, and you rough. said earlier you're like no no no, I didn't listen Tupac. to Tupac b- in the area, yeah. the era that you Tupac's grew up. East
3: Coast originally, though.
0: Yeah, from the Bronx, yeah, from but the Bronx. You like the era that, like, where it know, was beef. Yeah, yeah, uh, right.
1: A lot of fights, a lot of fights. That's West Coast, East Coast, hard man. Um, okay, so I didn't listen to Biggie until Pac died, which is crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't listen Being to a him. New York kid. I feel like yeah, I wouldn't listen to him. Uh, I was more into like Mob Deep, Nas, and Wu Tang.
0: Alright that's fair And
1: like people will try to play Or Big L and stuff And and people will try to play Big E And I'd be like I don't want to hear that shit Pac forever You know I mean? It was so yeah. stupid You know But um People like Why Pac And everyone thinks It's because of the songs That got played on The radio Or the songs that got The Um Got the videos Yeah And it wasn't
0: Yeah those weren't even Some of the best
1: No yeah Those were great songs great music but like one of my favorite Tupac songs is off the Me Against the World album and it's a uh, the name of the song is Lord Knows and it's it's a deep song you know what i mean and like the the deeper songs were dealing with depression and wondering why and you know what i mean Spock, Pac spoke to me because like yeah one minute i could say yo love women love your mother and then the next minute Out of anger, I could be like, "Fuck it," you know. They're they're all this or they're all that, but that was reality. That was real, you know. I think
3: I, I think uh, as we talk here, you know, through your promos and you know, you're just talking about this. You're a very emotional guy,
1: right? Um, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and like. You know, living in Orlando now is the greatest thing for me. Do you think... I have a great support system out there. I'm saying
3: know? that, like, like like, I said earlier, do you think it's because you grew up in this tough atmosphere where you're holding all this in?
1: Oh, yeah. Do you think
3: yeah. that, like, when something speaks to you, you just, like, explode? I
1: explode and I latch on. Because I'll tell you, you know, we'll get deep about it, man. People always ask me, why was I so angry as a kid? I remember second grade being called a spick. I learned about racism... In second grade, I remember parents, because my uncles and my father and everybody had a reputation in the Bronx, the more family had a reputation, good or bad, it was what it was. I remember parents telling their kids not to hang out with me, and I'm like in second and third grade. I don't know what's going on in this world, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, I can tell I'm getting emotional now. So I told, I told myself, I remember fourth grade, I told myself, if these parents want to see a black sheep, I'm going to be the blackest sheep they ever seen. You know, I made that choice, you know, and even then. So that's stuck with me my whole life. That anger and that viciousness.
3: Do you think that's been a detriment to
1: you? Yeah. I as always you grown up. Yeah. Even now in wrestling, I no matter what it is, like you can have a promoter or a booker anywhere. Who wants to use me? And my first instinct is, nah, they're against me.
0: Yeah, we we, on a previous uh, podcast that I was a part of, we had talked about that a little bit. Yeah. We're like your attitude, like towards that, and the biggest fed in the world. You know, you felt like, oh, this is like that was a gut check for you. You're like, yep, that's why. That's why. I never got a look. That's why I wasn't a part of it because I had this attitude where it's like, no one's
1: against me. Everybody's against me. Growing up too, not
3: not to play devil's advocate on that, you know, with the with the never getting a look and stuff. Do you think that sometimes you're so reactionary? Yes, it's a defense mechanism. Yes, so you can so you never get that shot. And then I can sit there and
1: say I didn't fail. You know what because I mean? Because I never got because it. Because I never got it. Yeah. But it's also like subconsciously me self-sabotaging. I think you right. want it, you but know. then
3: you self-consciously self-sabotage so, yourself. Yeah.
1: So it's not like I sit there and go, today's the day where I screw everything up. Because there's there. yeah.
3: you know, And that's the joke with the uh, gear Eddie versus basketball shorts Eddie. It's like sometimes you are 150% all-in wrestling motivated. Then there's sometimes... Where you're about, you know, forty percent motivated, yeah, and uh, you know, I think that's where the self, you know, the self-destruct mechanism in yourself comes in, uh, and, and that's where I make, that's why I made the joke about the basketball shorts, Eddie, because I see that more as like a symbolic of you checking out sometimes.
1: Yeah, and it's not like a, I want to check out. You know what I mean? It just happens. But it's also a habit people like myself have to break out of. Yeah. I realized, and I would never say I regret anything I've done in this life because I've learned not to. My father has given me a lot of life lessons. You know, the world is cold bundle up. People like that one. But that was legit. My father telling me that at eight years old. Another lesson is my father goes, why would you have regrets? And I remember going, what do you mean? Again, I'm like 13, 14 at this time. He goes, it doesn't matter what you do, A or B. We're all going to end up under the ground. And I'm sitting there at 13, 14 like, oh. So whatever decision I've ever made in my life, I take responsibility for it because it doesn't, it does matter while I'm living, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be underground at some point. So either remembered or forgotten. That's my, but that's me living. That's the only way I can, Change that if I'm forgotten or not.
3: So no re- you say, you know, you live with no regrets and all that and uh but let's you know let, let, let's be real. Where does Eddie Kingston wanna be? Like what what is what's the end game yeah, for was, Eddie yeah. Kingston?
1: The end game is uh of course WWE in America is the end game. I'm not
3: saying America at all. I'm just saying for you. What what oh makes, in general what makes you happy? Especially now,
1: I,
0: as we
3: rolling like two thousand eighteen here at this like, point. Like, Wrestling wise, it doesn't have to be WWE. But
1: well, in America, let's be honest: if you ain't in WWE, you ain't really making that dough, that guap. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm saying self satisfaction. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll never be satisfied. I don't think. Honestly, I'll find a reason not to be satisfied. You know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll think of a, of a reason why not to. If that sounds hypocritical Then I guess I'm hypocritical No, I'm, I,
3: I mean I'm the same way I'll never mm. think anything successful
1: No I will never And it's also like a thing with me And it's a habit I have to break out of But I remember growing up And hearing my family telling me You're an Irish Puerto Rican Catholic from the Bronx No one's gonna want you No one's gonna want this for you No one's gonna, You have to work harder than anybody Because at the time being When I was born in 81 oh, um, Yeah I'm old But when I was born in 81, being a mixed race wasn't common or even accepted. So it was like my uncles and my father were trying to prepare me for a tough, cold, relentless world. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. Some people were like, aren't you happy you finally got signed to a TV thing? No, why not? I'm not the top guy.
3: That wasn't your first contract, though.
1: Yeah, and that, yeah. We'll get into <laughs> that
3: later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Urban Wrestling Federation. Are oh, we going right.
1: Oh, go right to that? That's yeah, good. absolutely. Right. But anyway, why ever be satisfied? No, that's just my mental and the way
2: I
0: am. You and Lenny Kravitz that mixed race in the early '80s, man. Lenny Kravitz is
1: overrated.
3: Did you so when <laughs> when you when you get pitched the Urban Wrestling project? Do you think that that's a no. shot?
1: No. I got pitched the Urban Wrestling thing. And my the first words out of my mouth were, how had called me about it? And I said, yo, how much? He goes, you got to talk to them about that. Cool, bet. Tell them I'm, I'm in for now, okay? I talked to whoever I had to talk to. I don't want to say the dude's name because he's been. We still got active non-disclosure. I was also an
3: Urban Wrestling Federation. Of
1: yeah, you were. You were. And uh, we're going to get to that story. You can tell that because I don't remember it still. But uh, he told me a price. I said, "All right, let's do it." The money was good. That's all I thought about was yeah. the money.
3: I mean, they had some money. They uh, did. I was there. Whatever. We don't need to talk about it any further. But I just knew that I we were trying to book Eddie Kingston in the for yeah, Absolution yeah. Six. Yes. And Eddie Kingston, not the best to get returning, uh, booking inquiries at the time. Until we were,
1: <laughs> un- unless we were cool.
3: And And
1: now we are. Is that just because you didn't trust people? Yeah, I didn't trust them. Eddie Kingston
3: was, I was on an elevator. (laughs) And Eddie Kingston is pretty uh, intoxicated. Yeah, I
1: was going. I was was beat up.
3: And I say, hey, man, are you going to do this show? It's a a doubleheader with Chikara. You're already going to be there. Please remember
1: I was messed up. Please. And he
3: goes, I'll do that fucking show if you fucking buy my fucking breakfast right now. And I said, what do you want, like 20 bucks? And he goes, yeah. So I go, okay, here's your 20 bucks. You're going to do the booking? I don't want your fucking money. And he threw it back at me. (laughs) Then he ended up doing that fucking date anyway.
0: Yeah. This ends up being the, uh, is this the Brian Danielson double shot? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no, Okay, okay. This
3: is a year later. Ah, all right. This is a year later. that. that And and still
1: to this day, he wrestled
3: wrestled B.J. Whitmer on that.
1: Yeah, that's one man. But like they keep bringing that up, Thorne brings that up all the time, and I'm like, honestly, dog, I I'm not even messing with you. I don't remember it, even when you bring it up, I don't remember. It. But
3: uh, my favorite part about the urban wrestling experience is, you know, uh, you could talk about that for seven podcasts, but yeah, very true. So <laughs> when every,
1: everybody's different every, side,
3: everyone gets paid, and like, uh, oh, you
1: know, <laughs> I you know remember, everyone yeah, gets
3: yeah. everyone gets paid in check, and. Uh, Fucking, you know, here I am, I'm like looking for my, you know, I get my check, I'm going to go back to my hotel room, and then I see Eddie Kingston, Julius Smokes, Ricky Reyes, Homicide, they all run to the check-cashing place across the street, they go, (laughs) we're getting our money before this shit bounces. Yep. And they're all you know, they're taking their fucking you know twenty five dollars off or whatever, so they could you know so they could get their check instantly cashed because yeah. they were so worried it was gonna bounce.
1: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we didn't. It, it was what it was. Not like know? today where
3: you just take your phone and and you know, yeah. take a picture. Wells like, Fargo, yeah, what man, up? Man, Shout out to no, Wells Fargo. Man, these Fargo. weren't no these weren't no payroll checks, man. These yeah. were like personal handwritten personal, checks, yeah. right?
1: So yeah, and that's what we did. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. It's funny now, but at that time we were all like, yo. We're all going now, and we all just went.
0: So as we wind this down, really
1: winding uh, down. Yeah, yeah I'm we been Chan for a while here, man. Caught a lot of stuff. Very true. I got to try to get to LA Fitness before the show tomorrow. Yeah. Sweat out. What? Uh, wh-
0: I mean, what is what is next? We talk about we talking about the end game, kind of uh, in a
1: general i just want a good what? run i want a good run on tv i want to inspire somebody i want to be myself so it's a tv thing well uh that that tv money was good man. is it is it the it's money not, or is it just at the no end no of the no day, it's not just it's you not want just people money. to
3: know who
0: I eddie want, kingston was i want
1: my work to be you want your work appreciated. you want yeah. your
3: work to touch somebody like all those guys touched yes, you when right. you were young. I want
1: to be tommy dreamer i want to be dusty Rhodes. You know what I mean. I want to be Kenta Kabashi. because those
3: guys spoke to you. Yes, right. And
1: I want to speak to somebody, and I don't think that I can sit there. And, oh, and by the way, Eddie Gilbert was the first American wrestler that made me say, "I can do this. I want to do it." Um, but I want to be that guy, but I don't think I can do that until I make it into a bigger platform.
0: Is is part of that? Um and this might be the thing that we end on, but one of the things that you do in AIW at times is have matches with younger guys. It's because they force
1: me to. No, I'm joking. Yeah, but
0: but you, I mean, you enjoy. It. Is is part of that enjoyment of having the matches with the younger guys from that?
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely from that. It's also because a lot of these younger guys from a different generation. We talked about it today. Yeah. You ask guys from my generation, who's your favorite wrestler? What was the wrestler that made you want to get into this? I say Eddie Gilbert. Someone says Hogan. Someone says Flair. Someone says Rhodes. And nowadays, kids say, oh, Edge. Right. John Cena. And I'm like, wait, Edge? You mean the kid that, the guy that, the kid, sorry. The guy from The Brood? The guy from The Brood or the (laughs) guy that was doing indies in canada with rhino and christian but again you gotta remember where these guys came from yeah and then you have a lot of guys now who are coming in who just watched indie wrestling again not knocking it you know not knocking it but i'll sit there and tell a dude how do you put a match together and they'll tell me and i go okay that's cool bet but what's the story What's yeah. gonna get me invested in you? And this right. is,
3: and, you know, uh, just to tie up this loose end here is this is why I put Eddie Kingston in with so many yeah. younger guys because he is a student of the game that can teach Thank things you. that these guys can't can't watch on television wrestling anymore. You know what I mean? Like he wrestles a way that is becoming foreign to modern wrestling fans in upcoming you know independent wrestlers so it's like it's uh so much of a learning experience for those guys to learn how to actually work you know
1: and look i don't hate the style now and i know i, mean, I know all spray and ricochet got a lot of heat this is a long time ago sure. what two years ago almost
0: uh, yeah we're pushing that I think. But
1: even the bucks get like recently just yeah. got a lot oh, of, heat. of not even a lot of heat but like people saying that's not the wrestling i grew up on well yeah. guess what man I remember older generation guys telling me about how much they hated Steamboat and Flair. Yeah. You know what I mean?
3: Well, yeah, too spotty.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you sit there and go, what? But again, that, my generation saw that differently. Wrestling evolves. Wrestling is what it is. Do I agree with all of it? No, I don't. But guess what? The beautiful thing is, I don't have to. And I
3: think the great thing about wrestling is, is you don't have to agree with it because no. if you don't like. It's like a movie or a music genre. If you don't like that, you could go watch that. You know what I mean? And it's just look.
1: Like, I don't like uh, 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 horror movies. I uh, guess what I don't do. I don't watch them.
3: Yeah. Well, you know
1: what it, I mean? I love Marvel movies. That's what. I, that's what I tell young kids too. Let's compare our matches to a movie. What made you love this movie, that movie, da, da 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 da? And then I also tell them at the end of the day, and I'm gonna curse now. I tell them at the end of the no. day, what's gonna make me fucking stop? Watch you. Yeah. Get emotionally invested in you. What's gonna make me go, I gotta get this DVD or on well, DVD's about to die. But I what makes you wanna watch you on demand or whatever it is? Sure. What makes me want to see you? What's so unique about you that makes me go, "Oh man, I relate," or "I do this," or I "do that," or "I hate this" or "that." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and you could do all the flips, all the kicks, and all that stuff in the world, and people say the young bucks, and people can say I'm kissing their asses because I've known them for years. They're really honestly great guys, but people are emotionally invested in them, whether they think they're cool because they're like the. Outside right. badasses. And which, and
3: which I agree with. And which, yeah, they uh,
1: still emotionally invest in that. The
3: problem that I see is like the guys that try to do their thing without understanding what their thing yeah, even yeah, is. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like. There's only uh, one Young Bucks team. And you get like a bunch of just generic white dudes that are just going through the motions and like that's slapping their legs everywhere and that's not what they're doing like you know what i mean like uh, people just don't understand
1: to- no and it's also because people don't want to understand they just want to do what everyone does right or they think that's the way you get over okay but how why
3: no one wants to know the how what and the why yeah to yeah. to bring it all together
0: Shut up,
1: Steve Guy. We're going to keep going for another 10 minutes. So
0: bring this all together and kind of paint the picture and serve as an example, uh, giving AIW credit and Eddie credit as well. If you want to see the progress in what we're talking about, look no further than an AIW show called Fresh Meat. You see Eddie Kingston taking on a young Frankie Flynn. And you go from there, and now you have the production and you watch Frankie flourishing and catching on to everything that we just talked about throughout this entire podcast. And yeah, because
1: I, 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 and yeah, thank you for that, but yeah. so, Frankie put the work in.
0: He did, he did. You know what I mean? I can lead a horse to, to water,
1: we are. but if he ain't going to drink the water, shoot right. the fucking horse in the head. And, it's a waste.
0: And then, so from there, I use the phrase uh, to describe Eddie, uh, if you are the last of the dying breed what that means is perhaps you are the bridge of the gap of these different
3: generations
1: am I Luke Skywalker point?
3: I don't know much about Star Wars but uh maybe maybe yeah I'm all I about didn't it. See the newest one. I'm
1: all about yeah. it spoiler alert no, <laughs> yeah. by the way every time uh, I want everyone out of respect for biggins yeah I don't know if this that podcast is still up anywhere it's probably not but every time a new Star Wars comes out. Think of Chandler Biggins, because he ruined the first new Star Wars, Episode 7, for Ethan Page, and it was one of the funniest moments in-
3: Because you were there.
1: History, yeah. <laughs> and then he bought us all Denny's, and he looked at me, he was like, man, I, I told him, I said, I already saw it. I already knew what happened. Yeah, you he know? was so
3: nervous about that.
1: So every time a new Star Wars comes out, anybody who's an AIW fan, anybody who knew Chandler Biggins, just remember, that dude did not care about spoilers, man. Did not care. Ruin Ethan Page's night. You know, Week. yeah, he, he would he would purposely
3: go to like the Wikipedia of a new high school movie, and he would just like, "I just want to see what happens." And I
1: was like, <laughs> "You don't want to watch it?" No, it wasn't that he wanted to see what happened or watch it. He wanted to be <laughs> he wanted able to it he else. wanted to be able to go up to certain guys and go, "Guess what? I know." <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, man. We miss you all the time. I uh, I don't think I'm really that good or that great, or I'd be a millionaire already. But I I just want to say. Thank you to everyone who books me because I get paid. Uh, Thank you for everyone who's had my back because I know I'm not the easiest person in the world to get along with or do business with because I'm a hard-headed dude. Uh, And and that's really it, man. I just want to say thank you. I'm 38 states, 5 countries when I should have been dead at 2021 that they told me. So let's end it on that, that I'm thankful and uh Horn is still snoring. I don't know if we got that in the background, but I'm it's sure, hilarious. Well, sure it's there. But you gotta leave it in. You gotta, you gotta leave sh- it in for the whole show because oh, dude, there's a way to take I I will put the pic I will send you the picture and you guys put it up when this goes and, up.
3: And we'll have to have you back on the podcast so we can actually talk about you doing anything in AIW. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah wow. Yeah, A AIW years. You well. know what I mean? Also, what's the other sponsors? oh, oh I got it. One more, ready? Yeah. One more time. you can going to do it one more time? JAKPrince.com. What was the bar that we go to? The Fun, fun house. house. TheFunHouse.com, no? Uh, Just Fun uh, House. Yes, for them. In yeah, Ohio.
0: Pizza, Smart Mark Video, Ebtide Treatment Burns, Center. Uh, my, Mike G-Unit, Carrie Walter. Uh, and J- yeah, Shanae them all. Robles. <laughs> yeah,
1: Robles, whatever.
0: whatever. One more time. Sometimes Ivan. Yeah. Four. yeah. Reddy Kingston, and AIW owner John Thorne. Smart
3: Mark Andy. Keep it thorough in every burrow, huh? My
0: name is Steve Guy. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, come Steve right back Steve Guy's here. still
1: pretty funny, man. I've seen him at his stand-up. He was funny tonight. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. One it. time. One and, time,
0: man. And, uh, hey, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. You got real
1: mad. Please. One. Keep it on it.